grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our text for this day is the 10th chapter of St. Luke, the context and the parable of the Good Samaritan, which you have heard. You may be seated. Well, the rain has come. An injured man laying on the side of the road. His body begs, help me. If a person is on a sinking ship, he would signal, S-O-S, save our ship. This morning we're going to use those letters, S-O-S. They will show us the principles of law and gospel. The S-O-S of the law shows us our sin. The S-O-S of excuse me, of the gospel shows us our Savior. This is what our parable does. The law of the parable is go and do likewise. That seems simple enough. Go and do. Or is it? The command really diagnoses the problem with every human being. It's a warning. We're dire need. Our souls cry out, S-O-S. The parable calls us to identify with the Samaritan, doesn't it? It calls the lawyer. It calls us to go and to do likewise. But any time we test the Lord, we find that the Lord will also test us back. The lawyer tested Jesus. He finds that he must justify himself or confess that he is not fully keeping what God has commanded and he needs a Samaritan Savior. So let's go ahead and step back and look at the people in the parable. At first there are people of high regard. There's a priest. There's a Levite. There is the one who has been robbed. The priests, holy to the Lord, chosen by the Lord from among the Levites. The Levites themselves were separated apart from God, or by God from the people of Israel. And we can easily assume that the robbed man from Jerusalem was one of God's chosen people, one of the people of Israel. Maybe he was returning from worship, going out into his everyday world. Now, who would these people be today? Well, the priest might be a clergy person, a pastor. The Levite might be a church leader. The wounded, a church member just re- leaving worship. Now, like the lawyer, We could identify with such people before the hearing of the parable. They are his kind of people. They are our kind of people. But what about after hearing the parable? To identify with any of these three after hearing this parable is to admit that we have not been the neighbor. And we're not doing what the Lord commands and that we cannot justify ourselves. To be a Levite, to be a priest, 
in this parable is to admit willful neglect of God's commands to love one's neighbor as oneself. And to be wounded means to be helpless. The wounded needs to be at the receiving end of those who keep God's commands, for he's unable to carry out what God commands. So who's left? Well, obviously, the Samaritan, right? No way a righteous Jew would not be found near such a person. They would never ask anything from a Samaritan. They are unclean, scum of the earth, half-breeds. They're like being served chocolate cake and having vinegar poured on the top. You know how it is. We follow good people, like Levites and priests, pastors and church leaders. We are to do the opposite of what bad people do. But what about when good people don't do the right thing and bad people do good? How can you ask me to be like a Samaritan? Can you imagine what went on in the lawyer's heart? Haven't I done okay? Isn't that right, Jesus? You want me to be a Samaritan? Jesus said, go and do likewise. How well do we keep God, the Lord's commands to love the neighbor as yourself? Whom would we avoid helping? What qualities would they have? Is the person an alcoholic, a transgender, one who fails to take a shower? Who are those undesirables that we feel uncomfortable with or find repulsive? And so the parable confronts us with our desire to justify ourselves. Are there any people that we have left hurting because we didn't want to help? You see, you cannot justify yourselves before Jesus. You can only come up short. The law shows us our sin. But praise be to Jesus Christ for those who no longer seek to justify themselves by what they think or what they do. Praise be to Jesus for those who find their salvation in grace, in the grace of God, secure not in what they do, but in Jesus. The gospel of the parable signals the answer to our SOS. The gospel shows us our Savior. It is Jesus who is like the Samaritan. He went and did likewise. He found the wounded and healed the sick. Yet this Jesus was rejected by his own relatives, by his own people who refused to help him. We know he was wounded for our transgressions, but by his stripes we are healed, for he is both the Samaritan and the wounded man. Jesus justifies us. Jesus' answer for our trouble and our failure is to be like the Samaritan. Those who are rejected 
can go to the one who will not reject them, Jesus Christ. Jesus has no trouble coming to the wounded, the afflicted, to those who cannot justify themselves. He offers them eternal life, eternal healing, strength to carry their own cross as well, including you. Has the parable worked so that you can confess, so that we can confess our trouble of being a priest and a Levite? Go and test your hearts and see it is impossible to justify ourselves. The gospel, or for the law, sets the goal. It shows how tremendously, how far we have yet to go to go and do likewise. His words crush and wound the justifying ego. My security in what I think and do is gone. Now I am the one who is wounded by the Lord's own word. The Lord says in Deuteronomy 32, 39, See now, even I, I am he, and there is no God beside me. I kill and make alive, I wound and I heal, and there is none who can deliver out of my hand. This parable is to drive us so deep that we cannot justify ourselves. We have no place except to go to Jesus and to let him justify us. The parable is not to drive us into doing it is to drive us to Jesus. For he is our real good Samaritan. Jesus is every wounded heart's good Samaritan. He has no limits on whom he loves. He heals those who have been rejected, that we have rejected. He heals us when our excuses are rejected by him. And he says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. We heard in Colossians chapter 1, He has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. You see, there is no limits with Him. If we fail to love, His love abounds. In confessing our weakness, He gives us strength. Though we are weak, He is strong. But it is not us. It is the Lord Jesus powerfully working in us. This is why we love, because he first loved us. And so we come to the third point. Jesus is our good Samaritan. Though we have been crushed by the law, though we've been shown our sin, the gospel shows us our Savior. Under him, our living becomes a thanksgiving for what he has done and will do for us. We become Jesus for others. We become the Good Samaritan for others healing the wounded with the love of Jesus. And it doesn't matter if we can or cannot love. We love with the love of Jesus. And because he loves you, I also love you. For in Christ, 
I cannot deny the Lord who loves you. And so, love me so. That almost sounds like hypocrisy, doesn't it? When you can't love someone, to love with someone else's love? No, this is what faith is. In faith, it is confession that the sinful self can't, doesn't want to love everyone. And it can't. Faith confesses that we have rebelled against God and His will, but faith also confesses that God has forgiven us in Jesus. Faith confesses Jesus is our everything, even our good Samaritan. With his word, he heals our inability to love and to help. He anoints us with his spirit in baptism, and he feeds us with the bread of his body and the blood and pours in the wine of his blood. He heals others and us as we confess him, Jesus loves you. You are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus, Paul writes. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. For there is neither Jew nor Greek or slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And faith will bear fruit. In this world, it is not perfect fruit, but it is the fruit that is forgiven, and the fruit of thanksgiving for the forgiveness of sins. It is no longer the fruit that will get us into paradise, but it is the seeds of paradise bearing fruit in us as we live in Christ. And so we pray for one another, as Paul prayed for the Colossians. We have not stopped praying for you, and asking God to fulfill you with knowledge of his will, with all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and pray and please and may please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God and being strengthened with all power to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience and joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. And so let us cry, SOS. The law has shown us our sin, but the gospel has shown us our Savior, the one who was and is and ever will be our good Samaritan and enables us to be the same for others. Amen. The peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.